Joe presents Liquid Football, sponsored by Paddy Power. Hello and welcome to Liquid Football on Joe together with Paddy Power. It is the show that takes you inside the dressing room and puts you in the boots of the players. With me this week, Steve Sidwell and Wayne Bridge. And we're going to start, obviously, with the Manchester derby. Manchester United, what a week they've had. They beat Tottenham, they beat their old manager, more importantly, in, yeah. in Jose Mourinho. And then they beat Manchester City at the Etihad. But where's, where's this team? Where have these performances come from? It just goes to show how much they've underperformed of late. But as you said, the two games, one was against Jose, previous yeah. manager. A lot of them would have wanted to have got their own back on him. And then it's the Manchester derby. In my eyes, I think the Man United players or team, club, get up for it more than the City lads. Although the City lads have probably got more of a better record recently because obviously probably miles ahead of them. But on, so on, maybe they've got more of a point to prove. I, than that yeah, and that players. showed in the first half. I mean, first half, they were devastating, yeah. wasn't they? I think that game can sometimes go either way as well. I don't think it matters how you're performing in the league. It's, it's all about that day, how you're feeling on that day. Yeah, it, but it just feels like, I mean, you, you have the games against Villa and Sheffield United <coughs> and everybody's looking at it thinking, and, and then there were reports in the papers, Ollie's job could be on the line if mm. he doesn't get results. Well, maybe if he gets four points out of six against Spurs and Man yeah. City, that'll be all right. And at least if he, as long as he wins one of them, and he comes away with, with two wins. Is, have you ever been in a situation where it just clicks, where suddenly you've been working on something and working on something and the manager keeps saying, just listen and it will all come, it will all come together. Yeah. And then almost overnight it feels like it works I think you got to have massive credit to Ollie the way he's handled it as well the last few weeks he's under, obviously under at Man United under pressure straight from the word go and he had a great start obviously there's been bumps in the road but the last two weeks where he's come under some stick even in the, some of the betting wasn't he about losing his job mm-hmm. and he just batted it all away batted it away batted it away and he's obviously said to his lads that let's keep going keep doing what we're doing and again the first half against City they was just devastating they come out and they was like dynamic explosive so good on the attack fast could have been three or four up yeah. didn't they uh, but that, that's the thing I know you're saying about derbies and results can go either way in them but they were really good yeah. it, it wasn't just that it wasn't just that well they've turned up for this game they, you know, they've, they've brought a bit of passion into it it wasn't a, a hard fought win they, they looked like the team Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been telling us that they could be yeah they just got to carry on now it's um, it's it's two games, do you know what I mean? It, I don't think they should get too far ahead of themselves. But in terms of like turning a corner, I can only look at like Southampton. It's, I know it's totally different because Man United are top tier. I remember being at Southampton, you know, they have two good results. And I, we never really felt like, oh, we're going to carry on now and win a load of games. But obviously, Man United is very different. There's one time at Southampton when Glenn Hoddle was manager, and it was literally, he came in and we, it was like a new team. And it was as if we were playing good football and we believed in him. And I don't know if that's something that's happened at May United at the moment. You know, those two good results that they can kick on from it. So do I don't get... think they should get too excited, though. No. But you, well, you can enjoy it. You can yeah, enjoy you it. Can yeah. enjoy it's it. like we talked about Norwich, didn't we, a while back when they beat Man City. Mm. And it's just been a downhill slope for them since that game. It has. And it's not gone too well for Manchester City since that, <laughs> since that game either. Um, but but on, on Man United and on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and, and I know you're saying it's just two games, but they are high-profile games that they've won. So how much credit in the bank does he get? I mean, he doesn't need to put any more credit in the bank with the fans. They've been on his side from, from day one and have stayed on, on yep. his side, more or less. But from the players, as much as anything, you, you get a bit of credit from them as well, don't you? 
Yeah, um, I, was, I see Ashley Young do a interview the other day, and he said that we know what we've got in house, and and that's where it's key. As long as stuff stays in house and doesn't creep out, if there are little rumblings, um, and he said, it, it, I think it's fine lines. You know, it's, they've 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 had they've had some performances where it could have easily have gone in their favour. But these two, and they've come at a good time as well. I mean, we're going to a Christmas period now where when you're playing well, and you'll know this, when you're playing well as an individual and as a team, you just want the next game. You don't really want to train. You just want the next game, the next game. And Christmas period, we know what it's like. The game's thick and fast. So what a time to go into that period. Yeah, and as much as you know that the Christmas games are coming up, that it is going to be busy, and we've talked before, I think, about players maybe getting that extra booking that might mean they've got Boxing Day off or or New Year's Day off or whatever it is. But as much as you do that, if you're playing well, are these fixtures actually actually you look forward to, that you think, we've got them all, they're all coming in, bring bring them all on. Yeah, you want to play. Yeah, if you're playing well, you definitely want to play. Unless you're at the bottom and losing, you could do like a couple of weeks off. (laughs) (laughs) um, I just think, like you said, they've maybe had a bit, they've been a bit unlucky and they've had a bit of luck go their way, but I wouldn't put those two games down to luck to be honest because they played so well but they defended well they attacked well well how good was Juan Pasaka oh he's brilliant Defended defensively was like, he was great oh, he was wow. just he's one of them defenders that I think he wouldn't it wouldn't phase him who's up against him yep. he would literally show him the line he'd yep. show him anywhere go on go down there try and take him on and they wouldn't get past him because yep. the, the big question always is asked Aaron Wan Bazaka, Trent Alexander Arnold. Mm. Where where are we now? Because oh, that, no. that was because Wan maybe has the defensive edge and Trent yeah. has the creative edge. Would you yeah, say? Yeah, million percent. I think you, you know if you're looking at an England point of view, it all depends who you're playing against. I mean, with Trent going forward, right back, right midfield, centre midfield, he's one of the players that you could literally pick and choose where you want to put him. Whereas Wan Bazaka defensively, one v one, I don't I don't know. No, he's great. I know I Trent know. hasn't had to defend as much this year, no. but. I can't see him defending as well as that. No. no. Um, you, Playing you both. Talk, you talked... Yeah. You talked about the maybe that, that Manchester United... No, you said it wasn't down to luck and obviously it's not down to, to luck for Man United, but Pep Guardiola has been talking about what's been going wrong for, for Manchester City and he said, look, there, there are several factors. Obviously, our opponents are, are playing really well. There are some mistakes that we've made that have cost us matches, cost us points. But he said more than anything, what's cost them are the things that they they can't control. Mm. Does that does that seem like he's he's saying that luck hasn't gone their way, refereeing decisions haven't gone their way and it does that seem right? Well he was he was well really angry, wasn't he, with the penalty decision. Uh, was it Fred? Was it Fred? Oh, and the Fred Man United went down. Game. Yeah, the Man United game. Yeah. I think he, he was thought, furious with that one. Yeah. That, that, I mean, again, another day that could have gone their way. But I don't know. Is these, are these little just silent messages, little rumblings that are coming out from from Pet? I, mean, I think he knows the league's done and dusted, doesn't he? They're going to throw their eggs into Champions League. It doesn't normally stay longer than three years, is it? Pep as well. So that's creeping in. You've got. He said, he, he said, we, we should put, he, he said, yeah. uh, not only am I happy to stay to the end of my contract, I, I might even be thinking about staying for, for longer. So yeah. officially that's, that's his position on this. Yeah. I think the, the, the biggest thing for me at the city at the moment is they, I, I think they need another striker. As mad as it sounds, they obviously know that the Aguero is injured. They got, they got um, Jesus, but they, other than that, they haven't not got a recognised striker on the bench. So if things are going not to plan, he can't look around and go, Whereas if it's Aguero starting, he knows he can go right Aguero off, Jesus on. Whereas now it's like you're looking around, you're maybe putting square pegs in round it's holes. It's to look at that squad and I say know. that though. Yeah, and yeah. it's mad to think where they were last year and then what they're going through now. Because 
it's like scratching your head thinking, what's wrong with them? Also, it's it's not the sort of prevailing thought on Manchester City because all the chat about City and has been all this season is if anything goes wrong, it's because defensively yeah. they're, they're not looking right because Laporte's injured because company left over the over the summer. I think in, as well in recent games they're oh, well, I say they're over attacking they they attack with numbers all the time but they've been. Um... They've been caught, haven't they? Like on the break, for instance, like you'd look at United the way that they broke on them at pace, and that's the only way that you look at clubs getting in there or set pieces as well with Seed. But I still see them dropping a load of points. It sounds mad to say it as well. I still see them dropping a few more points towards the end of the season. I think Liverpool are going to run away with it. Yeah. They haven't got the backbone like Liverpool, have they? I don't think at the back they haven't got it. Which you need if you're going to win the league, yeah. so especially if you're going to challenge. When when you say the backbone, do you mean like your your traditional yeah, like sort of spine? Yeah, you mean, I mean like mean the cent- I mean the defensively centre backs, character winners. Because that's that's grit. the company yeah. sort of mark, isn't it? And that's what Kevin De Bruyne said when he was there. He squeezed that yeah. extra bit yeah. out of you, and it's having those players around who can who can do that, yeah. who can actually give a team. Like if you more. put Van Dijk in that team, it'd be a totally different team. Well, I mean, you compare the two teams now, so. Man City, Edison, uh, sorry, last season, Edison, Company, Fernandinho, Aguero. Then you look at this year's with Liverpool, for instance, as well. Alisson, Van Dijk, Fabinho, whoever. Pick yeah. any of the front three up top. Yeah. You know, the contrast in that, and it's, it's, uh, that goes all the way back, doesn't it, to the Chelsea squads that you, that you was in the yeah. one leagues and stuff. It, that's, that is the whole stem of it. How do you think Pep's feeling watching his team play against Harry Maguire? Mm. <laughs> Again, that's another rumbling, isn't it? You know, it's... He was a bit annoyed, wasn't he? Because the, re- just... the reports were that he, he was annoyed in the summer when they didn't quite get that deal over the line because they, they were, by all accounts, interested in him. Yeah, and they missed out. Well, I say they missed out. They, they kind of pulled the trigger, didn't they, on um, Van Dyke? Yeah. That was obviously too much money. They thought it was going to be a, not a waste, but too much for them. Didn't go through with it. That's obviously looking what's happened now. With that one, so they thought, right, the Harry Maguire so, one. Do you think that might have anything to do with Guardiola's comments that he talked about Man United saying they've got the, the quality to defend, the quality attack on the on the counter? You have to accept that. The level we face against Liverpool, Man United, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus, they're the teams we have to face. And the reality is maybe we're not able to compete with them. Now, he could mean that in a football term, in football terms. He could mean about going into China. Well, given that the, the net spend of Manchester City over the last couple of seasons is is higher than it's going any to be crazy of the teams for him yeah. to think he needs to spend mentioned. money to compete with them yeah. teams. But like you said, they don't have the backbone, I don't think. So because because like you said, Van Dyke didn't quite get over the line if they if they were yeah. in I know depending on how interested they were yeah. in him. If if Maguire didn't quite get over the line and Pep Guardiola wanted that to happen, yeah. does this sound like a, a message then that's like look we've got January coming up, then mm. we've got a, a big summer? Again, like you look at the January window, so they've got to be. Are they buying for? To and with the port only being report, like two or three weeks away, yeah. From I mean, coming again, there's well. massive pressure on him to come mm. back and go right. We well, need to, to be the leader of the team, really, yeah. in terms of defensively. They never, they never replaced company, which was a, a massive error, as you say, with with Maguire or not. But I mean, is, is this a message to his players that they need to step up? You know what he's saying about the other teams that he's comparing them to. Um, is that a, a sort of subliminal message to them to say, look, you know, we're dropping off these elite teams that we that I want to compete with, and you should be as well. You should, you know, we should be pulling in that direction. Because the thing is, as much as we're saying 
I mean, they're still a brilliant team, Manchester City. It's just the fact that they're 14 points yeah. off the lead in a, in a, in a league with, they've dominated over the past couple of seasons. So it, it, like it's a combination of lots of smaller factors. But I suppose what they do in the transfer market is one of the ones that they, they can control. Mm. I think they're going to spend. I, do, I really do yeah. think they will. They're going to. I think they go big. Because they're going to need to go they big. They always go big, don't they? They're, they're, yeah, that's silly, price silly thing to say. Well, yeah, but they're going to go big in terms of like a, a centre-back, I think they definitely 100% need. And he's got, to, he's, he's got to come from one of the big clubs or he's got to be an outstanding player. And he's got to be a leader. He's got to be able to like shore up the defence. But he's, he's kind of conceded the league, hasn't he? And in an interview he done last comments, week, he said, yeah. he said as well, didn't he? He said for Liverpool to, to, to lose it now would be disastrous. It, you know, we'll keep going it game by game by game, mm. but I can't see them slipping. And I think is this January, January window to get somebody in to really push for Champions League and as well as bed them in for the rest of the season and then attack next season. Just very quickly on the title race, so Leicester, the main challengers then. Wow. And how strong is their challenge? Well, if they keep going, yeah. I mean, again, it would, say it would be a, a big like one. No, yeah, it'd be a big one for Liverpool. And they to look like they're getting away. better as the season yeah. goes on, don't they? they, they I think. Listen, the, the, the confidence that they're in, as well. yeah, he's brilliant. And Vardy is he going to do the record again? I mean, and he's nearly there, isn't he's he? He's only I mean, got every away. chance. I mean, I've, I'm, I've been, I'm not, so, not surprised, but I enjoy watching them. A little and they bit. Play, they play not surprised, but then you're like, but. A bit surprised. But they, but they, yeah, yeah, I think we all are a bit surprised, yeah. though. Not surprised that they've but done well, but maybe surprised yeah. with how well yeah. and how quickly it's got. But do they play Liverpool or Boxing Day? Is it Liverpool and Boxing Day? Yeah. What and a game that's going to be. And then in you, two weeks' time, it's, it's Man City. Yeah, wow. But you look, they could close the gap. I don't look at City and I don't think they they close the gap. Yeah. The way they've been yeah. playing. Very interesting. But Manchester United with the win, though, and things seem... Well, I know you're a bit more cautious about it, Wayne, but may have turned the corner <laughs> on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's time at Manchester United. He's uh, 2-1 to one to be in charge on the first day of next season, according to Paddy Bauer. They're already looking about planning for the summer. 11-4, to four, though, to win a trophy this season and 9-2 to two to finish inside the top four. But you look at the teams that are sort of around top four contention and you feel like the teams around them are capable of dropping points. And they're capable of, of going on a run. But you could say that about any of the teams yeah. who are in, in contention for that. Um, Everton, we should, when we're talking about positive stories, Duncan Ferguson's come in, Brilliant. gone absolutely nuts on the touchline. He had the suit, the sweatband on yeah, his wrist, yeah. Howard Kendall's watch on his, really? on his other arm, apparently, yeah. Um, and those players that looked so, again, so lacklustre for so much of the season... I was speaking to an Everton podcaster the other day who was saying... How just... dare you speak to another <laughs> <laughs> I was cross-podcasting. <laughs> and and the, he was saying that the frustra- they've been so frustrated with what they've been seeing under Marco Silva and, and talking about how they were... They, similar to how they were sort of frustrated under Roberto Martinez, really, that same kind of... It, it looks nice, but it's not giving us anything. Yeah. And Duncan Ferguson's gone in... And the players look lifted. The whole place mm. just seemed like a like well, like like we know Goodison to be. That is exactly it. it throughout my career, and the same definitely with you. Yeah. When you go to Goodison to come away with Goodison with a point or even a victory, you it's know, horrible you, place. Oh, to go. you know you've earned it, isn't it? Yeah. The crowd—they all play the part. You've worked there many times, obviously with, with through TV. The atmosphere is electric, and it's just 
gradually gone, is it, the last sort of two years? It's and people say, oh, it's not the Everton way and this and that, and it's true because it is rocking it, and that is exactly what it was. And but it's mad to say. What was the stat that came They made 37 tackles, the most tackles that was made. In a league game in a decade. Yeah, by yeah. them. But how can I do that? In, <laughs> is, it, is that a Duncan Ferguson effect? Yeah. Is it, you know, it's... it's I mean, Marcus Silva must be watching thinking, you throw me under the bus there, a few of you boys there a little bit. But if, uh, if he's been there, Duncan Ferguson, and been part of the setup under the last couple of managers, could he not have been doing that behind the scenes? Is it, is it I think difficult? when you've got a manager, I think there's only so much you can do if you're the yeah. assistant. You don't want to step on his toes. Ultimately, he's the one who's calling the shots. Yeah. But I, I look at assistants, they're people you can go and have a word with, I think. Yeah. Sometimes a manager you can't. So I think you become closer to the assistant a lot of the time. So when an assistant takes over and becomes the caretaker manager, like what, is, it, is it a different relationship? And almost knowing it's temporary, does that, does that almost help or what, in a way? Mind you, not that we, not that we, not that we don't know this isn't. No, I mean they've talked about it as being temporary. But looking from the outside, I'd want to play for Duncan Ferguson, and I think it showed that the players did. Why would you want to? He just seems like a good guy. Do you know what I mean? Like someone, I think he'd get the players going. Um, I think he'd have them getting their foot stuck in. You know, I think he'd go. He'd be a bit old school. I mean, you look at he's he's running. Down, you score a goal, and you look over at the bench, passion. and he's running down. He's yeah, hugging yeah. the ball boys. He's doing. Would you? Do you this want to passion. see that? I think yeah, it's the that is the word there, passion. I know that's used a lot in football, but Bridges like nailed it there by saying. And then what he's brought back is, I think he's brought back what it is to wear that shirt, an Everton shirt, especially at Goodison as well. When he's brought that passion back to say, look, these punters here, they pay a lot of money to come and watch you, and as long as you're giving it your all, they'll they'll back you the whole way, and. That, that from the very first time, like, uh, from the kickoff, it was on the front foot, tackles going in, and it got the crowd going. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if they go on a run now at home where they've been pretty poor at home as well the last few it, seasons. It wouldn't imagine if they've had a little huddle, let's fucking do it for yeah. big dunk. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Sorry, my language. But it, would, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they did that. I'd like, like it if they, they, like it if they qualified the with sorry about yeah. the language yeah. as well in the huddle. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been be, even better. It might be that they want him to get the job, so they're going to try... Everything they can. Yeah, it is, and and I know you both mentioned passion, and it's one of those words that we almost kind of dismiss because it's it's as though if you're a passionate manager, it means that you're not a manager who thinks a lot about the game or who isn't very tactically astute. It's like yeah. you you can only have You've one got to be with animated the other. To be yeah. passionate, yeah. yeah, and 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 the idea is that if if you're all about the emotion, then you're not about the intelligence. And if you've got a manager who can do both, yeah, then that that's the idea. Even even if you look a little bit at um, at Manchester City and Guardiola is clearly a manager who feels everything and, and is passionate but you're talking about within the dressing room when, when people talk about leaders and, and characters may, maybe sometimes that's exactly what's needed that's just the missing ingredient mm. I think the biggest thing with, uh, with Duncan going in there is he's just got a presence in here I think with him being around that background the whole time I mean I don't know how long he's been in the last 10 years maybe even longer than that in and around the background knows the club as you say a lot of the players would like him first and foremost so if you've got a likability straight away if that person gets in the hot seat you're going to want to play for him first and foremost because you like him and you want to do well for him regardless if he's going to be in there one week two weeks or he might even get the job you're going to want to do well um, for, your, for yourself first and foremost but more so for the manager uh, but I mean the celebration even the celebration how good was yeah, that yeah. I mean that's what football's all about it's like I see some managers now they don't want to celebrate because they're too scared in case the other team score or they get beat but it's all about showing a bit of emotion Yeah, I, I think as well the work rate from the players you'll get more work rate no, I don't think I ever 
my work rate never affected me. I'd always work hard. But I think sometimes in some players you'll see their work rate up. And I think, you know, I hate to bring it. Sun's goal. You think so when you look at the players running after, and some look like they were strolling. I bet if it was the Everton team, they'd be busting their neck to get back. Or certainly the Everton team that played at the weekend <laughs> yeah, against, yeah, against Chelsea. Yeah. That, that version of them. So that's a possibility for, for Everton. Duncan Ferguson, depending on how things go, and they're saying temporary at the moment, but, you know, never know how things go. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer effectively was... I know they, they came in, but it felt like it was a, a stopgap move for Manchester United. Did so well that they couldn't help but, but give him the job. The Paddy Power odds for the next Everton manager, Vitor Pereira, mm. who obviously 13-5 to five now, but I think they yeah. came in quite short, didn't they? Yeah. But it seems to... Have, David Moyes, 10-3, to three, doesn't seem to have gone down particularly well with, with yeah. Everton fans. We're very happy with what he did before, yeah. but feel like they want to move forward. Nico Kovac at 72. Duncan Ferguson's 4-1 to one and Eddie Howe is is 14-1. to one. Eddie Howe, boyhood Everton fan, yeah. I think. And, yeah. But I, I'm not sure that one is, again, is one that... And especially having seen Duncan Ferguson on the touchline and what he mm. can do, and as, as well regarded as Eddie Howe is, yep. it's not going to... You wouldn't get that with him. No. So you get a feeling that now Everton fans have had a taste of someone like Duncan Ferguson on the touchline. They'll want more of that. Interesting that, that Sky were reporting earlier, Unai Emery has been approached by the club. <laughs> I know. Is really? Don't shoot the messenger. I'm, I see just that. I'm you. surprised of that. I'm surprised because you say passion there. I don't see one Arsenal player having passion for that shirt. Mm-hmm. Whether that's whether that's just down to themselves or through a manager they're not really playing for. But I don't think they should be in a rush. No. Not I know Big Dunk hasn't says he wants the job, but it'd be good to like give him quite a few games to see how they go. Yeah. Keep him in charge. Rally yeah. the troops. Yeah. Brilliant. Just lift it, lift the yeah, whole atmosphere yeah. around the place. Maybe Arsenal were hoping that Freddie Lundberg would, would be able to do, but a different character uh, from Duncan <laughs> Ferguson. <laughs> 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 he was like that in both games. <laughs> um, the, you mentioned Son's goal as well. Because, I, I mean, look, everybody's talked about how brilliant that goal is. Everybody can see how brilliant that goal is. So you can get that elsewhere. But there, there, there's another side to that, which is that, that came in a, in a game against Burnley mm. which it, it didn't look very Burnley like the way they they way they handled him did it <laughs> it was a great goal I, like you can't no, take not, anything away that from is him not, no, no, absolutely but I am not. Yeah. if I was one of the players that was with him I like to think I would from the beginning I'd be chasing him the whole way back I felt like they were just half-hearted that it's one that of them was the him and then you like about passed that over to him then passed it over to you yeah. and then all of a sudden it just opened up for him I think that there's, there's split seconds in that goal so, obviously, he's picked it up and he's running. And he's running fast. And then at one <laughs> point, fast. he's got five, four or five Burnley players around him. So, I think one of them are thinking, it's 1v5e, surely he's not going to score from here. Whereas if it was a 1v1 or a 1v2, I think one of them would just clean him out. Because they know he's got more chance of getting round. Whereas where they've outnumbered him yeah, for quite okay. a while as well. They thought, well, this is all right. Then before you know it, he's out of that on, in on goal. But then you look at Man City and I think they've committed the most fouls because Pep says if they break, take them down. Yeah. And Jose done that, didn't he, yeah, as well? Pep, Pep Boyola says they don't commit tactical fouls. 
Okay. I think everyone does, <laughs> everyone does apart from Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> On that one occasion. Um, you'll be delighted to know it is time for the Paddy Power Challenge. One of you will get the chance to win £250 for the charity of your choice, courtesy of Paddy Power. Wayne Bridge, your team won last week's challenge at our live Christmas quiz. You won the Christmas relay. So you dressed up <laughs> as Father Christmas, wrapped a present and ate three mince pies. <sighs> you gave up one, on the that. mince pies, yeah. didn't you? I would have gave up too. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Bobby was drinking it, with yeah, yeah, I was like, no, nah, yeah. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to go dry. But yeah, it was a bad mistake. Oh, <laughs> bad error, that. You can remember watch that episode uh, on YouTube or you can download the podcast. Uh, you put your £250 bet on both teams to score in the Manchester derby. My teammates chose that, to be fair. That's probably why we won. <laughs> right, this week's Paddy Power Challenge is target practice, but obviously that would be far too straightforward. So it's target practice with a twist. The top target is worth three points. The lower target is worth one point. Round one. With your weaker foot. Yeah. Any success I'll with your weaker that. foot normally? Yeah, I've scored from halfway line from my left foot. Second round, we're going to have you blindfold. That'd be no. Yeah. I've not done that done, before. I've done a no-look pass before. Ever played dizzy? Uh, hungover? You've all been hungover before me. <laughs> me. I missed the ball a few times. I said I had a migraine. <laughs> so, Steve, you're up first. Yep. Left foot. Left foot. Three points at the top, one I'm, at the bottom. I'm going to go you... for the three, yeah. I'm not okay. here to lay up on the one. Oh, it's got Decent left. technique, that. Oh, a bit disappointed with that. If we were playing football, darling, I'd be happy with that. that it's got, do you know when you throw the ball with your opposite hand? You know, like, that's, that's what my right foot's like. Oh, that, I think. Is it the screen? Is that, is that a television screen? Is that, just yeah. is that safe? Oh, that it was a television screen. screen. Oh! oh! Just lined it up. So now we have to get the blindfolds out. Blindfold. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. You were right the other day with the blindfold on. This is Christmas quiz. Yeah, yeah well, there's a bell with the ball. <laughs> She's moved the ball key. Sorry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I'll say that was very stealth. <laughs> Quiet. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> okay, so that's no, the wall on the side that hit. I did hit the wall. Didn't it? <laughs> I want to just like smash this. I want to go all or nothing. Shall I go for a run-up or stand him? I'd go for a run-up back ball. there and just try yeah. and go through the middle of the ball. I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to go for go it. Go spectacular. Right, ready? I reckon. Come on. I think the run-up's the way forward. Whippy yeah. doo dah. Whippy doo dah. Free, 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 mate. I mean, <laughs> spot on. Like, spot on. <laughs> Get in. Oh, it's gone for the screen again. Oh, that <laughs> went bad, though. Was it all right? It was. It was, it was a bit of a toe pokey, like it was a bit like my right foot. One. It was the top. It was the top net hitting the screen. <laughs> when he told you to hit it like he meant it. Oh, <laughs> you're definitely going high. Definitely <laughs> Too high. high. It's going high. <laughs> it's back no, that's here. your SAS training coming out now. <laughs> Ten spins round the broom. Yep. And then there's two balls there. You'll have noticed. Yep. One after the other. You count me. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Steady. <laughs> One. Nine. Ten. Ten. Go. <laughs> oh, TV screen. The other, screen, one, the other, the other one. one. The other one. The other one. Oh, he's gone left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, hard. So one hit the wall. One did get there, but you've hit the wall as well. So no, yeah, no points. Uh, no points. Go for it. Right, are you ready? Ready. Steady. One. Go, one. <laughs> Nine. Nine. Ten. Ten. Go. One after the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
gig. I'm so busy. Let's <laughs> turn the light. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think you've had it. A... Oh my god! I don't think you've got either of them off the floor. To be oh, I was struggling to stand up. I, I kick saw a ball. that you had to brace yourself on the floor with your hand. Okay, three all. Yeah. We've got sudden death. You're each going to take shots at the top target yeah. with your correct foot this time. Okay. We, we, we're starting to feel a bit cruel. Sunday. <laughs> and we just want it over with. Yeah. So come on. <laughs> oh, that was oh, is it. it. That was in. So Stephen got to score this one. He's done it. No, he's Enjoying this too much now. Oh, oh. And he's missed. What an advert for Joe Nickwood football, by the way. Keep hitting him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and missed. And Paddy Powell. This is the winning one. Bridget's going to miss after. Oh, oh send her. Right in the middle. Yes! <laughs> winner! <laughs> Come on. Right, Steve, you are the winner. So yes. what have you gone for as your bet? I have gone for uh, both teams to score. Oh, you're also on a winning roll with yeah, the both teams to score. To yeah. Both it's brother a... had a little win as well at the weekend. Yeah, he had a big I win. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Your brother put a... Yeah, he had a £20 treble on um, Bristol City to beat Fulham, both teams to score. Sheffield Wednesday to beat Brentford, both teams to score and win. And then it all went on Man's, uh, Man United to beat Man City. Both, both teams to score. score and a uh, Man United win. And uh, on a £20 treble, we won 12,300 quid. <gasps> oh. He said he was sweating. He sent me a picture of like three bottles of wine. <laughs> and I was watching it. His fingernails had gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully this bet I'm not will... sure how welcome he'd be to put your bets on for you on this Yeah, one. I don't know what he'll do with this one. Um, yeah, hopefully... So you, but you said score in the first half. Man Sorry, United. yeah, so I'm going to do... Um, it's Man United-Everton. Uh, both teams to score. Man United-Everton, 7-2, to two, but to score in the first half. OK, and the charity? Uh, is for the Lullaby Trust, which is a sudden infant death syndrome for bereaved families. This is Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power. I'm Kelly Cates, and with me, Steve Sidwell and Wayne Bridge. If you like what you see and hear, then please leave us a nice review on YouTube and or iTunes. In this week's TKO, Carl Frampton answered back to the criticism from George Groves that he was hanging on to maintain the status of a professional boxer. Yeah, it's just it's bullshit, isn't it? Um, right, you sort of stoked the fire when Callum Smith was on a few yeah. weeks ago because you said, oh, I think George might have quit. I remember looking at you thinking, I know you don't necessarily mean that. But Do you know what? I don't mean it. Would I class George Groves as a quitter? No. I was trying to, I was having a dig. Because um, of what's happened. Because of what's happened before. Right. And, and Tell people may happens. say unfairly, but I don't think it was unfair. Right, well um, then, take, main take reason he tried to embarrass me but anyway Tommy Coyle was fighting on the AJ undercard I'm getting really animated here I can feel myself Tommy, <laughs> Co- Tommy Coyle was fighting on the AJ undercard in New York AJ Ruiz yeah. I had to walk through a room to get into Tommy Coyle's change room and I walked through this room and George was there and there were a few people in the room and I walked over and says how you doing George trying to say hello and he just went Blanked me, complete me, uh, like and embarrassed me in front of these people. I remember walking out of the room thinking, what a fucking prick. Oh, so that's when it was in New York. It wasn't, it, when I said to you, oh, there's an award ceremony. That, it, that was it was in New York. It was in New York. TKO with Carl Frampton is available to watch on YouTube or to download from your usual podcast provider. And remember to check out Joe's other shows, House of Rugby with James Haskell, who is now available, and Pioneers with John Amici. Um, there is something else we need to touch on from the weekend, which is Newcastle who were ahead of the Monday night game in the top half of the Premier League table under a manager that 
Newcastle fans weren't that excited about no. bringing to St James's Park. So happy with the job that, that Rafa Benitez did. But they're nine points better off than they were at this stage last season under Rafa Benitez. When do we start to give him some serious credit for the job he's doing there? I think he'll only get credit if they finish in the Premier League and where they finish in the Premier League. Well, if they're safe in the Premier League, he'll get credit. But up until then... I, think, I mean, it we should be now. Yeah. Don't it get too excited, I say. Considering when he when he took the job, like you know, him being a a Geordie as well, isn't he? Massive Newcastle fan, big job for him. Um, was shut down early doors before a ball was even kicked. Didn't start off great, and now now it's just it's just turned for him. But as we know in this league, it can turn around and bite you in the arse very, very quickly. But at the moment, they're enjoying it. St James's Park is is um, is wrong. Is it called St James's Park still or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Because there was the whole thing about yeah, Randy, but no, they did. No, no, no. So, uh, it didn't. It didn't stick. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, but, you, what, what are you saying? Newcastle are happy with though. What, as in the fans? As in at the end of the season, are they happy to still be in the league? Do they think, like, where do they think they should be? No, they don't. Newcastle fans get really annoyed about this because people say, well, Newcastle fans think that they should be winning trophies and challenging for the top four. And then they're like, we're not. We want want our team to come out to show a bit of effort, to put a bit of a show for us at at St. James's Park. And and yeah, that's, I think they they know where they are. The row is with the owner and they're, they're happy to... To back the manager, I think I think it was anyone who came in after Rafa Benitez, wasn't yeah. it? Because yeah. they they felt like they'd really taken his side. I'm, I'm just pleased for Steve Bruce, real likable character. I've come across him a few yeah. times, um, and yeah, it's nice that he's doing Another well. One, I think the players want to do well for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are doing well so far. Yeah. A little bit of a tough run of games coming up, so we thought we'd get this yeah. in nice and early. <laughs> yeah. bit early Steve because they will. It's going to be an up and down season. You're not going to have consistency if that's no. where you are in the in the table. So there will be bumps, but at the moment they're on the upward turn. Um, last Monday, did you see this? There was a draw for the third round of the FA Cup. So Port Vale are up against Manchester City. Their strikers, Port Vale striker Tom Pope, in the summer went on Twitter and said, I've just watched the highlights of the England game. I know I'm a League Two player, and I know he plays for England, and I know he's on 150000 a week. I know he's a million times better than me, but I'd love to play against John Stones every week. I'd get 40 a season, and he might well get his chance to play against <laughs> John Stones. And just, he hashtag soft, hashtag weak as piss. That's punchy. Yeah, I mean, if that's me, if, if, if I'm John Stones, and I'm going to be playing that game... I'm, I'm leaving a bit on him straight away. Uh, 100%. And I'm, and I'm, yeah. I'm going to be all out to mark him out of the game. Yeah. It, not, it, would, it would get my back I up I think there. you can expect comments about your performance sometimes from fans mm. and press. Yeah. But from a player, he whatever division he's on, in, on Twitter, it's a bit Tom much Pope. for me. But you know, afterwards, so recently, when people have started sending him that old tweet yeah. back to him, he, he put a little tweet out saying, yeah, I mean, he's improved dramatically. I think he's the best centre-half in the world now. It's a good reply. It's a good reply. You don't want to be coming up against him, do you? <laughs> Unless, you, I don't know, he might just be one of them guys who's got so much confidence it doesn't bother him. Yeah, is it? Yeah. I think to make comments like that, you've got to have a bit about you. Yeah. But if, if you, you're playing in Division 2, I can't see you competing against... If you're in the dressing, if you're in the dressing room with John Stones and you're going into the Port Vale game, are you 
You're having a little word with John Stones? Are you starting to think, well, you know, you, you know you're up against Tom Pope today. Yeah, <laughs> but I think with, with John Stones, as much as he's a good defender, going forward, I think you're going to try and just pop it through his legs as he's... Yeah. He'd rather come out of the ball and just pop it through his legs and then just... Stupid. Yeah, he will do. But, I mean, it's, yeah, it's brave saying that, especially on social media when he knows it can turn around and bite you back in the backside. I just hope he has a good game. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, either way. It, it, it can... Yeah, it can... Aff- Depends what type of player you might go in there being a bit nervous, thinking this geezer better not get the better of me. But you like to think he's good enough player to think this is going to be easy. No disrespect to him. I've not, I've not heard of him. I don't even know if he's a good player or not. Who? Pope. I wouldn't have a Scooby, mate. No. Nah. Sorry, Popey. It'd be better in me and you now. <laughs> you're doing John Stones' work for him now, aren't you? But when when you when you were at like Chelsea and Arsenal, and you, oh, you're going into and you're going into games, and you, or you've got like a an FA Cup tie, and it's against sort of lower league opposition. That tough game. But but do they? Do you get players who are maybe a bit chippier than? their level would suggest or their level would, would allow. I think they want to yeah. leave a bit on you sometimes. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. They're they like, are. you're shit. How, how yeah. did you get a move in? They think how they should be up there. They yeah. do. Yeah. You do. Do they, do they see the difference between what makes a top flight player and, 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 a, and a lower league player? Do they see what... Think, like, if you're saying you, know you think they should be there, is it, is it because they don't understand the gap that, 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 that it is there. Yeah. Is that I why? Think, you know, I think, you know, I see the gap is if you go to the, if you go to the away game and the pitch isn't very good, it can even things out a yeah. little bit. But I think if you play at home on a decent pitch, I think it's, you can notice the difference then how much better you are. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, it all depends on where that draw is. As you say, if it's a home tie, you can say anything you want because you know one that lad's going to be bang up for it, and then yeah. it's, as you say, it's an even playing field. But yeah. I mean, you look at when Burton went to Man City a couple of weeks years ago. Was it last season? You know, for a fact, their lads ain't putting it out on Twitter. Yeah, get But talking of, of putting people off, did you see in the in the Merseyside derby from Moyes Keane? was through on goal. And Virgil van Dijk, you know, for all that he's very sophisticated, for all that he's just finished second in the Ballon d'Or, for all of this, and the best defender in the world and all Brilliant. that, he just went up in his face and screamed at him yeah. <laughs> to put him off. Happens all the yeah, time. What, a lot? All the time. Yeah, I think everyone does it. All the time. He's got a great one. <laughs> all the time. When, when, um, when, I remember Bobby Zamora doing it all the time. When, you know, when sometimes when the ball just gets smashed in the air and everyone's just sort of waiting for it either to bounce, he just used to go, ah! They just come through and get it. Um, But but yeah, uh, Kevin Muscat was one. Kevin Muscat played against him at Millwall, and he um, he had the whistle in the bag where he didn't even use his fingers. He just had like the literal. He he literally just like used to blow his lips, and it would it would sound exactly like a referee's whistle. And the, the game would just stop and the, the winger would be running and then they'd look at the referee and the referee would be like, I didn't fucking know the whistle. And Muzzy would just get the ball and just like take it and he'd be laughing as he took the ball. So anyone um, who can yeah. whistle now is going to be using that. Yeah, game. it was a loud whistle. Yeah. It was like a little like... Like they want to be at home practicing their whistle. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. But, do you, but did you do that? Do you go up just to scream in someone's face? And that's like... I don't, I don't, the only thing I've ever done is just say, leave it. Right. Watch the player leave it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's all it's come down to me or shout man on when there isn't a man on him and things like that that's the only thing I've ever done <laughs> but, do, but do people fall for it? yeah because I would imagine a lot do. of that goes on they, and you not, just kept... I wouldn't say they fall for it every time yeah. but yeah it's a last gasp effort isn't it especially for yeah. a defender when yeah. they've, someone's got by him and then you know that they're Ian on goal where they're shooting you like the last thing you can do is just shout because you can't get near him to tackle him so just <laughs> anything I can do just like, ah! <laughs> have you ever been done by it? I've not 
been done by I a shout. Remember. I've not been done by a no, you, you wouldn't remember either no, if you're no, like, no, 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 never been caught out with that. I've done, I would I, remember it. I've done Kuro, Jamie Curitan once for Reading QPR when Ian Holloway was manager and I've done a, a shouted over and he, he let it go. He's actually running into the box as well when he was going to score. Yeah. And I shouted over and he left it and I got the ball and he chased me back and then hacked me down, got a straight red. Um, <laughs> Ian Holloway went mad about it, saying I need to see if needs to get done on it. So... Oh, it was your yeah. fault. Oh, it was my <laughs> fault, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it class under now? Gamesmanship, is it? Is that? Oh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's all, we, that's we all right the there, isn't People, it? People, yeah. they must happen week in, week out. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I just like the fact that it's this cultured footballer. It's <laughs> yeah. just uh, the last, this, last gasp, I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to throw everything at this. Um, that is it. Talking about throwing everything at it for this week's episode of Liquid Football from Joe, together with Paddy Power. Thank you very much to Wayne Bridge and to Steve Sidwell. We're available <laughs> in the loosest possible terms every Monday. <laughs> you can download the podcast or watch us on YouTube. Please leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We've also got a Facebook page. If you search for Liquid Football, you can join in the chat for that. And don't forget, you can check out our other shows as well. House of Rugby with the newly free James Haskell, TKO with Carl Frampton and Pioneers with John Amici. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Liquid Football on Joe, sponsored by Paddy Power.